He wrestled in New York in the 90s, 80s would have been hilarious. Yeah. We need to let this rock. At the beginning of the pod. How many Why? Because we do, man. So you want two intros? Why? Welcome to the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast, people. You do realize we have I an intro. I am your song. host today, Peter. We've got an intro, you know that, right? Along with my bro, we've Mo. Got we've got intros. And my bro, bro, Yemi. Bro, bro. How we doing, gents? Sounds <laughs> and soulful, don't you agree? I'm not, I'm not co-signing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not co-signing this. Hi, Peter, how you doing? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Let's no, we're not keeping that. Let's, no, do no. Let's do the real one now. Bro. This guy wants six different <laughs> this songs. One. This guy legit wants six different songs yeah. in one podcast. He's a clown. Yo, 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 What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Rhymes Like Dimes with me, Yemi, Mo, and Peter. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? What's going on? What's going on? Good, bro, man. You know, God is good. All the time? All the time. All the time, God is good. The Nigerian in us is flowing. Trust me. <laughs> Love it. How are we doing, gentlemen? How was your week? Good week so far? Busy, man. Busy. Um, work's been cool. It's been all right. We've been quiet, man. But yeah, quiet and busy at the same time. Time, time. Time, time. So we need to cool. stop repeating stuff. Wait, no, it's why, a black, why it's a, do we do that? It's a black thing. Yeah, I've realized that as well. It's a black thing. Why do we do that so I don't much? know. I think it's only a recent black thing. How well. you doing? I'm doing good, good. <laughs> swear down, swear down. <laughs> swear down, swear down. Uh, Shout out new brand flex. Oh, yeah. Brand, yeah. I, they are, never mind. Never, never do it. Mo, how you doing? <laughs> I was gonna, no, I'm good. Um, I heard you were ill. I'm dying. You're dying? Yeah, like, I'm actually But Ill, you still Ill. came all the way yeah, man, from Tottenham. My, my dedication, word to Nipsey. Well, mm. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's all good, though. Shout out to uh, What was I saying? Yeah, I'm ill. Um, watched Avengers yesterday. Oh, how was that? Just fucking best movie of all time. Endgame, right? Yes, it is. I've never was, been was, a it, guy. was it the endgame? Yes, it, I don't want to ruin it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to ruin it. For oh, business. yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Fair um, enough. But, nah, it was epic. Like, this was, what, 11, 12 years in the making from the first Iron Man. So, And I've watched all 22 in the cinema, so. Wow. No, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, first one. I'm pretty sure I've watched all 22 in the cinema. Dedication for real. Yo, Marvel's, a, that's, it's an epic, man. Mm. You've never been a Marvel fan? Um, no, just Black Panther. Wakanda <laughs> forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Uh, shout out to Black Panther. Um, shout out yeah, to Chadwick. Man, yeah, um, shit was epic. And then Game of Thrones tomorrow, so that's my weekend set. Keep Game of Thrones away from me. Trust. I'm good Everyone on around me is talking about it like crazy. I tried. I couldn't do it. All right, so... Where do we go from here? Because <laughs> that shit was a, that Game of Thrones the best show I've ever watched in my life. That over, can't be. What, Over the Wire? Over the Wire. And I've watched wow. both. I've watched both. Like, Personally, I think The Wire is a bit too hyped. It's a great no, no, show, no. but I think it's too hyped. The Game of Thrones will have, like, say the first five seasons, it will have like eight storylines. I don't think episode. The Wire is hyped. I don't think it's I think it The Wire up until Game of Thrones was the best show I've ever watched. Did you ever watch House of Cards? No. Yeah, House of Cards is like, yeah, it's flipping amazing. Is what, did you watch it? Spacey? Did you watch it even no, after Kevin Spacey? Spacey? I watched the last season. I, I watched the last season not, when they kicked him off. I'm not, I've never watched it, so I'm not watching it with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, but when the thing... Now. But I can't start it now. Yeah, but when it all... When well, it all but I can't start it now, that's what I'm saying. When it all happened with Kev, Kevin Spacey, they it kicked him off the show. But can I start it now, knowing that he's on the show? Um, yeah. Well, he's on the show. He's on like the first three seasons. Yeah, so can I start it now, knowing that he's on the no, show? No, five, I think. Do you see what I'm saying? 
I see. I feel you, but that's only if you want to. No, I'm not gonna stop. Look, you still listen to you, he who should not be named. Let's not mention him. So no, no, I've checked out. You checked out. I've checked out. I'm not on that team anymore. Okay, in that case, we can, then we don't can mention it. him. Don't mention him. No, we mentioned him too much. Only, we actually haven't at the podcast. We've been behaving. Have we? <laughs> we actually have. No, we we mentioned him at least once. I promise to God, we haven't. We've actually. I think we have. I think it might have been the intro to one of the. Oh, episodes. you're right with the intro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was singing. Anyway, we've... let's not mention him. It's all good. But it's what it is. But with that being said, and honestly, whoever doesn't watch Game of Thrones, please do. It's the best show in the world, and you won't regret it. Shout out to the White Walkers. Feel you. All right. Well, it, episode five. We made it, guys. Yeah, man. I mean, we here. Yeah, we here. I mean, congrats to us. I guess. <laughs> anyway, what, yeah, what, do you, what do you even say Yo, to that? We got congrats to big, us. We got big number five. We got to big number f- five, five. Big five. We got five, to five, five. five. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you once again for your continued listening. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man. We're just glad you guys rock with us. So yeah, let's just. Uh, Oh gosh, I said yeah, rock with us. Yeah, exactly. I said rock with us. The way I started laughing. No, it's because of you. My older brother, man. My older brother is just like Peter's old head. Peter's old head. We were just uh, we, 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 we were just saying in pre-production because we do have pre-production. <laughs> Since when? If we, were, I don't know what, but we were saying in the nineties in a corner in New York, a hood in New York, you'd have like a five percent of meeting, and Peter would be heading it. And Rizzo would be there. Man. And Rizzo would be there. And Khalid <laughs> Muhammad would be there. Farrakhan might be there for a little bit, a little cameo. Potentially. You know what I'm saying? Someone selling bean pies. Elijah Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad selling bean pies with a bow tie. No doubt. Peace to the gods and the earths. Pete would definitely rock a bow tie. 100%. I have actually. And, and dark shades. I wore a bow tie to Leticia's wedding. Shout out Leticia. I thought I pulled it off quite well. Oh, I can't remember that. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, man. All right, fair well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's get to the uh, first topic, guys. Um, so obviously what we first wanted to talk about was this kind of like, I suppose, can you call it a struggle? It's kind of like a situation where if you're an artist, what do you really do with your music? Do you sign with a label or do you decide to go the independent route? Obviously, there are a lot of pros and cons to both methods and there have been varying levels of success from both sides. Obviously, people who signed to labels have been very successful in those labels. People who have been independent have been very inde- very successful in being independent as well. So we're kind of just weighing up the pros and cons of both. This comes in light as a rapper like Lil Uzi Vert is now having like publicized uh, troubles with his label. They're basically preventing him from releasing any music. So there's that. And also Blueface, who didn't really know the contents of his deal with um, Cash Money. Um, he didn't know whether he was in a 360 or not. So these are two young artists who, obviously, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna assume things, but I imagine went into an agreement with a label, not really understanding what their worth was and what the contents of the contract were. So this topic is basically just about weighing up the pros and cons between being in a Labeling being independent, but I guess to open it up to the room, do you guys subscribe to the idea that you can either be label or independent? Always there, always there. A mutual. Yeah. Um, I think it's either or. Um, I think it's either. Duh. No, like you can't. Be in the middle of Don't dirt me fam No <laughs> <laughs> fam I'm going mad fam Some furniture will start moving <laughs> Now Peter Rock on um, It's a tough one man 
you ha- you have to weigh up like what you're gonna get from a major label that you can't provide for yourself. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a tough one to. to well, the thing is, I, I think it, where where you have the major label, man, you have a lot of things being done for you that you may not be able to afford to do for yourself. Um, you know, such as the promotion and such, just such as like the financial backing as well. Um, and as far as like the organization and um, you know having a manager like kind of put on you as well to help facilitate certain things. Um, so there were certain luxuries that you get with being signed you get you know i think you get an advance when you sign as well which can help fund certain things as far as the actual production of the music and paying for different producers and studio time and all that stuff whereas if you're independent you're doing a lot of that yourself you're paying for a lot of that out of your own pocket a lot of artists i don't know if they can afford to be independent we don't know what goes on you know aside from the music that they're making and what goes on in their everyday life so i think it's about weighing up the two if you can afford to be independent, if it was me, I think I would be independent and do it all myself. Because, you know, essentially, I would be able to recoup all the money that I invest into myself back into myself. Whereas, I guess if you're signed to a record label, they will give you, I think the advance, I think you may have to pay that back. I think based on your sales. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you can speak yeah, more you- on that, but I believe so. So... If that's the case, I can only imagine how much more the label will recruit from you um, in the midst of you, you know, selling out tours, selling out different shows, um, selling out albums, singles. Essentially, you're getting cut out of money that could just be all yours if you were independent. Yeah, I mean, being in a label and especially the idea of getting an advance, it's basically like going to the bank and ask for a loan. But you have to pay that back. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and I think what a lot of young artists do is especially in these days, you make a song, you generate your own buzz, you become popping in and of your own right. If you then decide to sign with a label, you take that buzz into the label and the label gives you the structure through which you can propel your music and your own brand further. Now with that comes certain compromises because obviously a label only sees, well, I don't know, I don't want to say that, but a label sees you as an investment. So they're going to want to do whatever they can to protect their investment. That means maybe, and I'm going to use the example of like Lupe because he had a lot of trouble with Atlantic before he got re- he got released. They were basically trying to make him go pop, essentially, mm-hmm. and that was something that he didn't want to do. And although it was successful for him, it didn't fulfill him. And there are countless stories of labels basically diluting the content of an artist to market them to a wider audience, which might not necessarily translate to them so labels do give you that security um mm-hmm. and they're able to promote you through press obviously radio tv there's a machine behind you mm. so you don't necessarily have to worry about that as much and it, it it does work for people and if you get to a position where maybe you are independent but you want to work with a label you can do a distribution deal where they only make i don't know the contents of it i don't know the details of it but i'm sure that you go to a label get them to distribute your music, they take a cup, you get the lion's share. Did Charles do that? Charles did that with Apple or something, did he? We had a distribution deal with someone, I forgot who it was. I believe so. Yeah, I think he was still independent, but he had some form of, and then that's when everyone I think kind of was... gone to him like, yo, you're not as independent as you always act yeah. out like you are. He had a, because dist- he always was like, I'm independent, I'm not with anybody, but he had a distribution deal with someone. 
And that's when the whole kind of... Well, that's where the idea of like... Seed and all of that started happening. I mean, I guess then it boils down to what you regard as independent because you can still be an independent artist and do deals with companies. Like, and are you really independent if you're still kind of making these deals with these larger corporations? I think so because... I think you're still independent. Yeah, you're still independent, still independent because if you're still getting a lion's share of whatever profit is there and you own the music, like Nipsey, Nipsey owns his masters. I think Brandy recently like um, bought her masters. Sierra's husband bought her masters for her birthday. Shout out to Russell Wilson. Shout out to Russell Wilson. Like, stuff like that. Having your music and being able to generate income for yourself without a middleman or a label taking a, taking a cut. It's big. It's very big. And that is like the most independent you can be. But there are, I think there are levels of independence to where you can do distribution deals, you can do deals with labels, you can do deals with all these platforms what people are starting to do anyway mm. and still retain the lion's share of whatever's coming in. Right. So someone like Tech Nine, Tech Nine is he's got his strange music label. He's completely independent. He, I think he owns his. He probably does own his masters yeah, as well. Yes, yes. So that's the that's that's the epitome of it. Mm. But there's also levels to it. Um, and like you say, Peter, there are there is a lot of groundwork, especially at the beginning, because at the beginning you might not have a team around you that a really get the business, mm. or might not necessarily be good for the role. Um, so there's a lot of education that comes into being independent if that's what you choose. But generally, it is a converse, it is a topic of education, whether you're a label or independent anyway. Mm -hmm. So read read the contract, read up on contract law, get yourself um, a lawyer, get yourself an accountant, get yourself a manager, someone, who's, someone who you're able to really sit down with and really crunch through numbers and facts and what this does and what that does. So, stuff so like do that. you feel like a lot of these artists tend not to really look into like their contractual obligations and the look legal aspects of it when they sign to major labels. Look at Blueface. 100%. But look that's one example. I've never heard anybody- How many times have you heard a rapper say that, oh shit, like, I don't know, like they always have disputes with their thing because they don't know how many albums they've got left on a record deal that they've signed or but that's, they don't own their music. That's just them not doing their due diligence. That's different to a blue face. Blue face has no idea. Yeah, 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 he's unaware of who, who, how many people he's signed to. That was wild. That's I've never heard of an instance like that before. But there's also the case of Uzi where he signed to a label and everything was cool. He was releasing music and they maybe somewhere along the line they reached an impasse, an impasse, and maybe the label was like, okay, you're not ready to release music, even though he's sitting on a bag of stuff. He's now uploading to SoundCloud because he's like f the label. Um, so I do think. Young artists especially are not really taking time to look at what they're reading. Even like back to like NWA, like we saw in the in the movie um, Straight Outta Compton, Easy E and Jerry Hel Jerry Heller, that yeah. yeah, they founded Ruthless Records, NWA signed to it, and Ice Cube left because of the money situation. Right, and those guys will happily admit that they weren't reading that stuff because a it wasn't really being communicated to them that they need to. They were just getting thrown money take it, do your thing, but we're going to take this share. It's gone, it's happened throughout history. Well, rap history anyway. Like, we just tend not to. I think um, in this day and age where, you know, you, you literally have the internet at your disposal to do anything you want to do, why would you sign to a major label? You can, like, you can make music in your bedroom and distribute it yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, why, why would you, why would you, like, give away all your rights to these corporations? Yeah, that you know the financial backing's there, but if it kind of interferes with any sort of creative control, like why on earth would you sign 
to enable. Do it, do it yourself. Make the money yourself. Um, I got a feeling people ain't signing to. I don't think the way people were signing to labels before people are signing to labels now. I do think a lot of people are doing what you're saying. The biggest artist in the UK, in my opinion, that we've got is independent, right? Stormzy's independent still, isn't he? Well, he's got uh, <sighs> he's got Murky and they've aligned with Atlantic, yeah. so but he's still kind of. I would. He seems like from what I've last heard of his kind of deal is that he's still independent, but he might have some form of link to Atlantic, but he's still kind of independent the way he views himself. As, I don't know how, what specific is, but I feel like rappers ain't really signing to labels that are where they are. The way th- they were before. I think they are. I think they're still... I don't feel like they're uh, rushing to it, though. No, maybe not. Because I feel, like Peter said, the internet is there for yeah, you exactly. to be able to do things yourself. And if you then make the decision to go to a label, because they offer something you cannot do for yourself, then it makes all the sense in the world. As long as you are able to really understand what you're going into the label for, what you require from them, and what you need to do for them to help you along your journey. So there's that element as well. I, someone like... Shout out to Nux. Nux is signed to um, I think it's Island. So he's he's a up he's an up and coming rapper, and he still obviously feels like it's time to sign to a label. So I do think there's there are still benefits to it. But um, the thing with labels is though, I feel like labels generally these days they're just after whatever is hot and popping, which then leads them to sign people off the spur of like a viral moment. So someone like a Trinidad James. He, did, he got five mil. He got he. Who did he sign to? He signed to Def Jam. Yeah, did he? No, he signed to yeah Def Jam. Yeah, it was Def Jam. And they off gave him the, off, five yeah. mil. Like, sign like that, advance something stupid. Off the back of was it all gold? Was all, it? all gold, everything. All gold, everything. Obviously, um, Bad Baby, Bad Baby, the Catch Me Outside girl. She's got a record deal of Atlantic, and she is making. But she's huge though. She's huge she's now. Huge. She's huge. But she never. She's yeah, but she never. Well, we didn't know. We only know off the viral moment. But we, obviously, we didn't know whether she was actually a musician or she actually had a had a desire to. I think I heard. I think I watched a um interview she did with the Fader when she said that she was just invited down to Atlanta. Um, she was just in the studio, and just that's how it started. I'm not sure she actually had an intention to actually be an artist. So that sort of thing is kind of blocking the way for like true proper artists who might not have the access to resources or the ability to do it on their own to then go to a label. You're you're clogging up the space. And even someone like Cardi B to an extent, to an extent, obviously she's a musician. She's been making music. But at the same time, what did we know her as before? She was the Instagram girl. She did um, Love and Hip Hop and stuff like that. So even stuff like that. She's, we've seen her grow. Yeah from being like a viral moment to being a proper artist. So maybe we need to afford time to someone like a bad baby. No. But labels are making it harder sometimes for someone who is actually trying to make great music and is a proper musician to prosper. But just going back to something Mo said, I think the real musicians aren't even wanting to sign to these labels as well, because if we look back in history, man, a lot of the real musicians, when they do sign to these like massive labels, their art is then becoming diluted and the label's trying to like shape them into an image in which isn't them, which is why a lot of them aren't being attracted to these um, major labels. I think, you know, her, the singer, I don't know. I, f- I feel like she's signed to Atlantic. She might be one of the only artists in a long time that like she's got artistic integrity and the label's allowing her to fulfill that. I don't know many artists that are being allowed to, to do that when they, when they are yeah, attached I to like major like, labels. I feel like record labels don't know what to do with artists that 
kind of have the integrity and go about it a certain way. Mm. I feel but like they become lost. And I feel like record labels will rather put money behind someone that they know they're going to get something back off. They knew they were going to get something off. Uh, Bad Baby. They knew they were going to get something off. Whoever they signed. Because they sold Cardi B, for example. You know you're going to make something off the back of that. But if you sign an artist who, quote unquote, says lyrical and underground, it's a hit and miss. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, but it also goes back... Because all they want to do is make money. Yeah, but it also, goes back, but it also goes back to the artists knowing what they want when they go to labels. Like, a lot of these artists don't know what they want. Like, if you're going to a label, asking them for creative control, if you're asking them for this money to, like, I don't know, um, give to your team to build from that way. Like, if just go with demands, innit? That's what I would, that's what I would advise artists who are looking for that sort of thing to do. Like, just know what you want. Know your worth and just know what you want before you go in there with a bunch of suits who don't understand you, will not understand you, and really just set the tone for what the relationship is going to be. Otherwise, they're just going to run all over you, probably. And it also depends on the type of label. Um, yeah. Because look at look at Kendrick, top top dog. Um, I think they're aligned with Interscope. And I think if I was going to sign to a label, they, they seem like a label that, you know, would look after you as far as your artistic integrity um, and push you to, to be the best that you can be as an artist. I think they would take care of like, you know, the marketing side of things, but they will let you just focus Girl. on the art. Yeah. And there are still labels out there like that. Like, you know, them specifically, like, you know, they've got the Kendricks, the school, Schoolboy Qs, um, Scissor. So, and they're really, they're artist artists, you know, they, they're yeah. great rappers as well and singers. You had to mention Scissor. Oh, of course. Yep. Um, but they're like, but they're like artists, artists, isn't it? And they're allowed to just be artists, and yeah. just do what they want to do. And on the flip side, you have quality control. Quality control QC. is Migos. It's it's Cardi B. Well, I mean, she's only on like she's an associate, but she's she's got a deal there. She's like she's a management deal, like a management deal. Um, Steph is on. Steph London is on there. Um, Little Baby and Gunner, I believe. City and they're Girl, City Girls, I think. As City well. Girls as well. So they're they're running they're running it. I think it's especially those kind of like. Black, like black owned labels that really understand the world that they're Rock Nation as well, the, that really understand the world that they're in and what they need to provide artists. I think that's more of a wave that's starting right now. Even Maybach music to an extent, mm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Only one, only one that I've seen, I don't mean to cut you off though. Only one that seems to have problems is Young Money Cash Money. <laughs> yeah. Like that always follows Birdman. He's every artist he's ever. I remember Tiger done an interview at the Breakfast Club. I don't know if you remember years ago. And they were like, Tiger was like, I don't make no money off my songs. I don't make no money off my albums. He's like, I pay for my music videos. And then Charlie Mills was like, so how do you make your money? He's like, every bit of money I've ever made is through touring. Yeah. Going back to what Yemi said, it's kind of his responsibility to- No, 100%. 100%. To understand you know, what his contract says. But the thing is, because he, because he goes to Birdman, and Birdman is supposed to be this savvy businessman, I suppose that gives Tiger a little bit of, leeway to really under believe what Birdman is telling him rather than like it's not like it's a white man who's telling him this stuff you probably would look a little bit more side-eyed if he told you that but someone like Birdman who gets you who has seen you develop you kind of trust him a little bit more it's kind of what happened with Wayne you're right like mm. that is an acrimonious thing I've never seen one when it comes to ladies. acrimonious 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 word guard, word guard. <laughs> I feel you though, because it just seems that like that's the one thing that follows Birdman. Every artist he's ever signed, sooner or later, has some sort of problem with him. Like, I don't know why you would sign with Birdman in 2019, in my opinion, anyway. I think Tiger and Wayne are different, though, man. 
Wayne signed with Birdman when he was like 14. At 14 years of age, it's not really his responsibility to understand what it is he's signing. Tiger was it's what, 16? His, it's his parents. I don't know how old Tiger was. Tiger he, was much, he was much older than nah, that. Tiger, Tiger can't have been that much older. Bro, when did Bed, Bedrock... Tiger's maybe 28 now. Bedrock came out, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, Tiger's your age. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Bedrock came out 10 years ago. So he how old was he when Bedrock I'm, came out? 18. He must have been like, yeah. Say he's 18, said, Okay, then where are his legal guardians then? To say, I feel you there. But like, I honestly feel like it's what Yemi said. When you look at your okay, 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 he was twenty one. He was twenty one. He signed to Young Money. Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, man, come on. That's still young, bro. Yeah, of course. When you throw money in front of someone that age, and plus you look at someone like Birdman, yo, you're my peoples. But the same peoples, like yo, whether you like it or not, that's how you look at it. If you give me Birdman, you give me say Jimmy Avin, I'm gonna look at Birdman like yo, you're not gonna do me dirty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're just yeah. naturally. It's the brother, Naturally, man, you're not the other man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, fam. Yeah, you joke about that, but it's actually it's right. Like yeah. you would, you would, you would expect Birdman to, to have your interests team. more than a Jimmy Iovine mm. or Leo Cohen. You know what I mean? So, in that respect, it is a bit tricky that side. Yeah, but hope, glad, gladly, like we only have that example. He's like, the only one that I feel like that does it. That has come back out. I feel like Kanye West is. Um, he's going through that as well. I read something recently where. Um, he had some sort of contractual agreement where he's not allowed to ever stop recording. That's oh, yeah. absolutely insane. At what point do you start putting the onus on the artist to, you know, get their paperwork in order and look at the stuff that they're signing? The thing is, I think Kanye does a lot of things on the spur of the moment anyway. So he's maybe a madman. Maybe he signed that contract. Yeah, like, I feel like moment. they'll be like, yo, you're such a genius, man. Don't ever start. And then he'll be gassed at the moment, like, yeah, 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 Oh, my man. God. Oh, my God. Come on, get Like, he, he's them kind of guys, bro. Oh, my God. Like, Jesus walks. Yeah, like, oh, my God. You're God. You're God. Yeah. And then he'll be like, mm, all right. <laughs> like, he's weird like that. Like, he's weird like that. Or maybe Kim signed it for him. Yeah, but there's no no disrespect we're ever going to Rock Nation record label from. They don't do dirty people. They don't do people. Do well, dirty. I mean, let's not, like, let's not act like Rock Nation has gone everything, right? If they have. Shout out K-Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would No, K-Coke. I'm sorry. No, wait, k uh, no, I can't even back this one. Man. I feel like that may have been more of a him issue. He was had he had a lot of legal issues, man. He no, never really got going. You think he could have got no disrespect to K Cog, but you feel like he could have? No, but <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I hate this guy. I hate this but, guy. You know. <laughs> He's always got to play the devil's advocate. Hey, Yo, but they did, have, Rock, did they... Rock Nation sign um Lady Sovereign? Or was that Rockefeller? Who signed End Dubs? I wanna say it was Rock Nation. Was that Rock Nation as well? No. Who signed Ed Dubs? Someone signed Ed Dubs. No, it wasn't Rock Nation. There's no way that was Rock Nation. That was like Atlantic or someone. You sure? You that sure, was bro? some. I remember it was someone making this. I think Lady Sovereign signed to Def Jam or Island or one of them ones. I'm going to check. But shout out to Ratman. Ratman is, um, um, he's on Rock Nation now. So hopefully he actually is able to like prove himself. I don't think it goes well for UK artists on Rock Nation. Um, I think Rita Ora had a lot of issues. She did. Um, and she, uh, that, well, that's because that I think they were trying to make her. Yeah, it was Def Jam. It was oh, Def Jam Lady Sovereign? Yeah. No, end ups. Oh, end ups. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, All right, cool. Um, Ra, former artist on um, Rock Nation. Sugar Babes. Oh, swear. K Coke. Kylie Minogue. Rhea Ora. Um, Demi Lovato. Khaled. I don't think that's a miss. I don't think any of them are misses. Like, K Coke's a miss. Sugar Babes isn't a miss. It depends on when they signed. What do you mean by miss? Like, they were decent. 
I was in, they couldn't really do much anyway. Yeah, man. What can you really do with <laughs> I mean, they're already there, they already peaked. No, sugar, ba- sugar Babes were like, Stop it, bro. they were a thing, it, man. Stop it, bro. Sugar Babes had like 50 We're not a pop podcast, by the way. Sugar <laughs> babes <laughs> babes <laughs> are we? <laughs> How are we talking about Sugar Babes? No, uh, it's it, bro. They don't miss as much. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But I do feel like there is a wave now of rapper-led labels, obviously like Dreamville. Um, and even Who's though QC- got a great team. Which has got a great team. And even though QC isn't rapper-led or Top Dog isn't rapper-led, like those kind of labels are on the rise again. Yeah. But even with the um, Dream- Dreamville. Dreamville. I don't like the way you done that. Sorry. Really just, no, no, no. <laughs> but with Please. Dreamville though, we haven't seen, who have they put out? We haven't seen like anyone be kind I, of- But that's what I'm saying though, but we know them. Some but of these rappers, I, but yeah, I also but that's, not, that's not enough. We need to see what they do as far as putting out an official release, like official. Boss has got a couple yeah, of EPs and he's yeah, got but, a couple. That's what albums. I think he's got one album and a couple of EPs. Yeah, that but that solid. came and went. It was solid though. Yeah, I'm not talking about the quality of the music. I'm talking about as far the as popularity? what. They, yeah, as far as what they do to help get them propelled to that next. I think point. Cole is doing it the right way though because he's be, he's been doing he's been basically been developing the team. He's been developing a roster, and now that. that it's in a stage now where he's comfortable with. I think now is going to be the time for them to really prove that they're one of the like Not most uncoming ones, up, up and coming ones. I I don't necessarily have an issue with no one really like being a star because that's not. I don't think that's what they're about. I think it's more about the community. I think it's more about the the, the collective genius or the collective skills of of the label. That's fine, but the point of a label is to help propel you to that next. But point. it takes a little while. They it's recent. That's what I think about it. Did JID join on Dreamville? He hasn't released. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's still recent. Give them time. But you mentioned Baz. Is that his name? Baz, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a very good rapper. I'm sure he is. Yeah, but labels Um, aren't. But labels. (laughs) I don't think think we should put pressure on labels or. I don't think we should put pressure on labels to just break a start immediately. But then what else are they here for? They're here here to help with marketing. And, put, and, take, and take you to that next point. But I also, if, if they can't help you do that, then why would you sign? Why not just do it yourself? You expect that after the first album? Um, I expect after the first album for them to help me get to a point that is beyond where I was already at. But he is. But there, if it doesn't, if, he, do, if it doesn't, there. if it doesn't do that, then what's the point? I think you're asking for too much too soon. After the first why? album, what are labels there for? They're there for artist development, and obviously, artist development can take longer than an album. Or it could take longer than a year or so. Like, oh, so you're factoring in the fact that there is some work to be done with the artist yeah, before course. they release stuff. Labels are going to look at an artist, whether they're, whether they're Cardi B with Bold at Yellow or they're Bad Baby with whatever song she's got. Okay, I see you've got potential, but you still, you, you still need some, like, you're rough around the edges. You, you need a little bit of trimming. You need a lot of, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm. it's a little bit of that. It's not just a case of, okay, you've signed now. Let's make you a hit record or let's make you a hit album. There needs, to, there needs to be time for them to grow into the labels, grow into how they work and how they operate. And for the label on the other side to get to know the artists and see where they want them to go. So are you in favor of signing to a label? Um, I'm in favor of, and this is going to be a massive uh, sit on the fence, but I'm in favor of whatever the artist thinks is best for them. Ah, that's a cop. That's uh, a, come on, personally, I wouldn't sign to a label. There we go. Uh, yeah, there we go. But... At the same time, I am understanding of the fact that some people might have to, because they might they might not have the funds. If I'm an independent artist and I don't have the funds, where am I going to get it from? No, you're right. I'm going right. to get it from a label. But you need yeah. to understand what what agreement you're getting into, basically. Yeah. But we're all in agreement that if it was up to us, we wouldn't sign to our label. I think I'd stay independent, man. Why? Um, I would just want 
to be in control of your I'd own. like to build up my fan base like from the ground up and I, I feel like I can just do it myself. If I do get, and that's just the beginning. If I feel as though I get to a point where I've hit a ceiling and I do need a label, then, you know, I wouldn't mind maybe do some form of like, you know, distribution deal or whatever. I don't really know the intricacies of like a distribution deal or like publishing or whatever, but I would collaborate with a label to help, I guess, with promotion. I wouldn't necessarily sign sign to them, but if they can help. Yeah, I do that too. Then I'm not opposed to that. But essentially, yeah, if I can like own my masters, be signed to myself, make all the money myself by being independent, I'll definitely stay independent. I'm it is a to, lot of work. I'm not trying to share this, share my money with like all these corporations and that for what? It is a lot of work though. Like being independent. Especially, especially as a black artist, man. Like from what, from what like, you know, these corporations have been doing to like, not only black people, but black artists for years. What the fuck am I signing to these labels, man? I feel you, but it's also a lot of work. It's, it, is, it is also a lot I'm of work. I'm passionate about it though, man. But, it, but even just outside of making music, it is, you're marketing yourself, you're, you're promoting yourself, like you're trying to get yourself like press interviews, radio, radio interviews, stuff like that. Having meetings with, Money people having meetings with like licensing people, business people. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's a lot of work outside of just making music, which a lot of us might feel they don't have the time for or the energy for, and that's where labels come in. So I can see the good in both, as long mm. as you know what you want. Just know what you want, mm. artists. Just know what you want. But do you feel like the UK scene, the labels here have a bad rep, like the ones in the states? That's a very good question. Uh, because we've seen many examples of the labels over there that, you know, mistreat artists, maybe hold back artists from releasing music, maybe try and mold certain artists into being this 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 pop figure. If yeah, they are Atlantic. singers or if they're a rapper and try and like mold them into like this pop rapper. Um, whereas UK, I don't I haven't heard too many instances of certain great rappers being at a point where they're ready to blow, they sign to a label. And then the label kind of messes things up. I think it's you probably you probably do ha you probably do have a couple stories about that. Not, none come to mind right now, but I think the artist label struggle is a universal one. Like it can happen. It can happen to anyone. It can happen anywhere. Yeah. So with that in mind, I wouldn't be surprised if I did hear a story of a UK artist in a label struggling to like really express themselves or do what they want to do. Mm. Um, also got to factor in that obviously the scene here is still like kind of brand, not brand new, but it's still developing. So maybe you don't, there isn't, there isn't as much like capacity for that to happen yet. Yeah. So there's that, but I don't know. What artists here have their own labels? I really want to check Stormzy because I'm pretty sure he is. You've got a tiny Where's, temper. But it's Stormzy. Oh, he's got disturbing the piece. What about Chipmunk? Chipmunk. I want to say, I haven't heard about him having a label. I feel like Retro signed to him at one point. Signed to who? Retro Chip. signed to Chip. Yeah. That's nah, Retro signed to Polydor Records and he was signed to a ministry of. I think he still signed to. He signed to, to Polydor now, but he was signed to a ministry of someone before. Let me check that if I'm right I'm in a bad way. Because I feel like Chip had a label called Always Recording, if I'm not mistaken. And I feel nah, like. No, no, no. See, Retro When Retro made um, Retrospective, I feel like nah, he, he was... might have been doing something with Chip. Chip is on, well, Chip was on Grand Hustle in 2012. Before that? He was on Jive. Yeah, he was. All right, I might have got that. And, so and I was on Cash Motto. All right, yeah. Retro Santa Ministry of Sound. Oh, wait, I'm a bad boy. And they've probably done records now. 
So that, did I just make that up? Yeah. So UK asked. Don't ever sun Rich for eighteen. That's not a sun. Don't ever sun for Rich. Why is that a sun? That's a sun. That's definitely a sun. Why is that a sun? No disrespect to Chip. To say Rich is sad to Chip is a sun. Bro, listen. Check. Don't ever do that. Yeah, but hold on. Hear this. Don't ever do that. If they're if they're if they're friends, if they're friends, yeah, and. Wretch hasn't got the platform that Chip does, and Chip has is at a point where he's sold records and they've given him his own situation. So Why the hell would they not so, collaborate so, and sign to each other? So Gets uh, Kano. If Gets is at a point I, where like, I, if Gets is at a point where like you know he's got more of a platform than Kano. Well, push why, a, why, why wouldn't Kano? No, like, hang on, hang on, the, uh, hang on, hang on. Pusha T is the president of Good Music, and you got a good music artist. He's probably I don't know if he signed anybody, but he manages. It's not that this guy said. It's the way he said. He signed Red Free to your boss, big man. But nah, by that logic, Kanye. I didn't, I didn't but, say it in but, any way, but, man. But if you say it like that, then to relate it back to the Pusher thing, Kanye is technically signed to Pusher. I feel you, even though he signed to himself. But you know, I look at the standings as well. Chipmunk signing Rich just looks wild. Sounds wild to me. It's because he's older, isn't it? Not even that. It's just I don't know how to word it. it just sounds wild. Do you know what I mean? It just sounds sounds disrespectful. Yeah, man, Rich. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah, I think UK artists are more likely to just go direct to label rather than the artist. Yeah, I'm label. not bugging. I'm not bugging. I've just I just found it. Found what? Um, there's a label called Always Recording, founded by Chipmunk and a, somebody called Maroon in 2008. Artists are Chip, Page Cake, and Rich Free Two. It says here Rich Free Two signed a Polydor record. So yeah, but I'm not talking here? about now. I'm talking about like way back. Yeah, and he was signed Look, to what, what, year? what year does it say? 2008. Let me see where he was signed to 2008. So that's, and I don't even feel like that's a sunning. That's a tiny Wikipedia page. Before you. That's a very tiny <laughs> Wikipedia page. I can yeah, but you can, right you can, I'm sure you can find it on your Googles. I can edit that right now. I, like Google always recording. I'm not Googling nothing that's got rich side. Why are you so like? I don't know you know. He just, he just fixes sounds. But I remember, no, but you're right. Cause I remember when Chip was remixing bare stuff, he, he used to rep that record label yeah. hard. You're right. But also like UK artists don't really go to other UK artists. They go to US. Obviously, Skepta went to. Um, oh, well, he didn't sign to them, but obviously he, coll- he collabed with Diddy. Um, Chip went to Grand Hustle, Ti. Um, obviously, Ratman's with Not Rock Nation. A lot of people just go to US ones, yeah. and UK artists are more likely to just go direct to the label, like sign with a label, like, Pol- like a Polydor on Island. So I think it's a little bit Excel. different. XL, yeah, as well. Mm. So there's that as well. But generally, do what you want, artists. Just know why you're doing it. That's all it is. Just make sure you know what you're signing, man. Just read the paper. Yeah, and man, if you man. don't want to read it, get someone who is, you know, who can read and, you know, is woke on those kind of things to just read it for you. They will take advantage of people too much. It's jarring, mm-hmm. man. That's how people, that's how they get you. And that's not just like labels. That's just like everyday life. We should all read the terms and conditions of everything. You're right. We don't, but we should. Besides phone contracts. Let me just sign a contract and get my shop. <laughs> no, that's a... Did this happen to you recently? No, I had a customer legit take half an hour once just reading the terms and conditions. Hey, man, I respect You got to. I respect no, listen, man. I know it's messing your commission. He still signed it. Fine, but only after he read it. Peter, do you read your phone contracts? Um, no. You know what I mean? No, that's we a, need to, that's no, a phone no, contract. No. I know what they can do to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's different. But generally, we should. Generally, just make sure you know what you're signing. And if you feel like that's the best move for you, rock on. Rock on. Rock on. Oh, safe. All right, let's uh, segue into the next topic. <laughs> oh, what? He said rock on? Yeah, but he said the way he said it, but I can't stand <laughs> See, see the rock steps. on is like, it's an effect. So you see what you've done. On. You've infected us. Yeah, you actually have. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Blame Joe Budden. Yeah, audience. Um, there's a running joke in the group chat that um, Pio is an old ass nigga. And he <laughs> basically says things like, let it rock. Um, and now it's just Yeah, but that's only in relation to like music. What else? Whenever, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to go up to a random person and say, 
Let it rock. Yeah, but like I don't I don't see anything wrong with the term. It just makes you sound old, bro. I mean, I'm getting old. He's got an old soul. He's definitely got an old soul. What did I say about the the five percent of corner? Yeah, it's very true. Pete embraces it now. Yeah, I do. Where's fedoras? Hey. Oh, I haven't seen him wear a fedora in a while, though. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. You, know, you need to bring the fedora back. I'm going to bring it back. Don't, don't bring it back. Summertime, summertime, summertime. 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 You a nasty man if you wear a fedora in summertime. Listen, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back. Don't worry. Please don't. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Hove. My name is Pete. <laughs> Yo, Pete to the 18th. No, don't ever use my name in the, as a J verse at the beginning of a J verse. I used to move bro. bean pies by the JD. What? I don't know. Well, let's talk a left turn, guys. Anyway, <laughs> so let's build, go on to the next topic. Time to build a bit. Peter obviously had a great idea because he has he's full of great ideas. Hey. And um, <laughs> he basically proposed a topic on the um, group chat. Build your perfect MC. This is basically a thing where we choose a quality of a rapper and make our perfect MC. It's kind of like building a bear. It's kind of like build a bear or like Lego. That's the thing I was trying to say. It's like building a Lego. So yeah, Pete, if you want to take it away, so you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. So um, First of all, just outlay the topics because obviously you've. No, I think I'll outlay it as I'm going along. Yeah, right, right. Drop this down. Um, yeah, man. So just like something to what Yemi said. Um, I've got like a few attributes that I will take from. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. Because well, I said attributes. Yeah, but I. Well, you ain't heard that word before. <laughs> Attributes. Yeah. I play football manager. Feel you. Um, yeah, man. So I would pick um, the beat picking ability of a ghost face. I feel like his ear for production is, is great. Him and Rick Ross, I feel like have some of the, the best ears for production. They know what suits them best. Um, and so I would want my ultimate MC slash rapper to have the same ability. Um, I would pick also the lyricism of Elzai. I think lyrically he's he's amazing i feel like there's nothing he can't do like rhyme wise again i would want my my ultimate rapper to be able to do the same um lyrical content i would pick that of common um i love what he talks about i would want my ultimate rapper to you know encompass all the things that common talks about you know as far as being um political um speaking about social issues um i like um how pro-black he is within his raps as well so i would love for my ultimate rapper to do the same um and yeah and then delivery i would pick that of scarface i feel like with scarface his his voice his his commanding tone is just dope like when he when he says a rap i feel like you believe it and you feel it and yeah again i would want my ultimate rapper to to, to have the same sort of ability and then flow i would pick um that of biggie i feel like Biggie, there's just nothing he can't flow to. Um, no matter what type of production it is, I just feel like it sounds it sounds great. Um, and there's versatility in that as well and being able to rhyme to so many different types of production. So, um, yeah, I would want my ultimate rapper to have that as well. Um, voice, I would pick that of Nas, circa 93 to 97. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. What? <laughs> what? Come on, what? man. What? Circa to ninety three. Yeah, bro. Circa. Circa. He says. Some. Can I finish? <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like Nas, within that time particularly, his voice was very husky, very laid back. I felt like he had that jazz um, beginnings as well, which I guess had a bit of an influence on, um, you know, how how he would flow over a track or how his voice would sound against a type of instrumental um, 
yeah, again, I would want my, my ultimate rapper to have that. Um, I would want my ultimate rapper to have the creativeness of Andre 3000. Um, yeah, I feel like Andre, the way he puts his verses together, I feel like is a bit outside of the box. Um, and I would want my, my MC to encompass that as well. And then finally, I would want my ultimate rapper to have the arrogance slash attitude of Rakim. Um, I feel like even for like the 80s, I feel like Rakim was just like, he just came across really cool, man. You know, he was, you know, he was on the Nation of Gods and Earths. Oh, cool, <laughs> cool. he, he was very, again, very um, pro-black. He was for the upliftment of his people. Um, and then he was just dripped in gold. But he just looked like real cool in it. So... Yeah, that's that would be my ultimate rapper. My ultimate rapper would have all of those qualities. Rakim is definitely on that five percent corner with Pete and Oh Rakim's there. Oh he's there there. He's there. And there was Rakim a laugh fam. He's Rakim positive, laugh. fam. What does your ultimate MC look like? I don't know. But you would have said Black Thought. Nah, nah. No? No, nah, I don't really Because he wears Fedoras too. I was just I don't care about looks though. Fair enough. I mean I would hope you don't. I'm just I'm just thinking what, what that person would look like. I don't care what your rapper looks like. But it's like creating your custom you character so? on like a Westing game. Yeah. What would that person look like? Oh, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. I That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I'm not really sure. I do like the way you said commanding tone. Thanks, bro. Taking taking advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to. Yeah. Trying to. I mean, yeah, that's a dope list. Um, I fucked with that list. Safe. It's a dope list. Obviously, list. He, he thought about it. He thought about it. I thought some of you. Um, yeah, my list, is un- my list is not finished, but if we're going off um, Pete's criteria... Uh, my ultimate MC would have the beat picking ability of Rick Ross. Um, Rick Ross, he might have like top three ear for beats of all time. If that's even a thing that we're measuring. That's that's debatable, but yeah. We could, we, I mean, it's something to talk about, but his sure. ear for beats is flipping amazing. Just yeah. like, if you look throughout all his albums, Teflon Don especially, like everything is just a movie. Everything is just a movie. Very and cinematic. Very cinematic. Very smooth. Very slick. It's just dope. You would want, as a rapper, you would love to rap on those type of beats. So I'd have the beat picking ability of Rick Ross. Lyricism, I'd have that of Lupe Fiasco. Um, I came really close to choosing him. Lupe Fiasco, even though like he's a lot more dense and cryptic these days. Early Lupe, circa <laughs> circa 2005 <laughs> to 2009. Come on now, come on now. Um, yeah, man. I don't, I, there were few there were few rappers rapping rapping better than him um, very, in very that few. period, um, and he's just always been dope. Like if you haven't listened to the song "Mural" by Lupe, yeah, that is just a masterclass in lyricism, and I would want that sort of a, I want that sort of thing to encompass what my ultimate MC would be. Um, content, I would have that of Kendrick Lamar. Um, just across his albums, it's been amazing to see his content grow and how daring he has been. Um, I'd want my MC to be as daring and really attack the fabric of society and the way we look at people and the way we treat people. Attack the fabric. I'm not gonna yes, lie, I looked, at, I looked at him the minute he said that. Yes, sir. Yeah, but you got bars, fam. Hey, man, journalist in this thing. Um, so yeah, it would have he would have the content of Kendrick. He would have the delivery of MF Doom. Um, MF Doom, I feel like, is very eccentric. But it's also, in a weird way, kind of like... It's like a stream of consciousness. It's like he's having a, a conversation with himself. It's kind of, like, informal. And I like... It's kind of it's kind of laid back. And I would love my MC to kind of have that delivery as well. So he'd be delivering knowledge and bars, but in a way that doesn't go over your head. So 
He would have he would have the delivery of doom. He would have the flow of Method Man. Um, I think Method Man has one of the best hip hop flows ever. That's a good one. Um, he flows perfectly on any beat you give him. I remember watching the um, freestyle he did with Black Thought on Sway, and he was rapping over that um, JID that JID beat. Shout out to a childish major. I think he produced that. And it was just amazing. And the man can rap in Spanish. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's great. He, he, can, he can even flow in Spanish. So, <laughs> what can you say go. to that? What can you say to that? What can you say? So, Method Man, 100%. He would have the voice of Skepta. Um, I think Skepta has a very com- commanding voice. Um, and again, a bit like Method Man, I think you could. I can hear Skepta's voice on any kind of production. And I feel like with all the other attributes of the rappers I mentioned, I thought like he would be... He'd be able to make, like, he'd be able to turn, like, something deep into something that's, like, accessible and poppy yeah. and stuff like that. So, and Skepta has, a, has an ability to make all kinds of tunes, so like, Roadman, Stage Show, you know, The Girls, all that stuff. So, definitely the voice of Skepta because, you know, it's a great voice. Um, he'd have the creativity of Q-Tip, and that's more on, like, not just a rapping way, but also, like, it's kind of like his ear as well because, obviously, he's very creative in the way he makes music and the way he composes music. He's a bit of a perfectionist, but that's cool. I feel like that would be a great addition to the ranks. And as far as arrogance goes, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to say Jay-Z. Just because. <laughs> just because. Hey man, I haven't been reading your list. I'm sorry. Literally, yeah, I've got attitudes. Hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listeners, right. for those that can't can't see what Mo was doing, yeah, he's yeah, his hands like, all up in the air. Like, I started showing these guys you my, took my shit. I started showing these. That's two you talk by the way. Hey yeah, man, so. look, great minds, isn't it? Great minds, brother man, brother man. Yeah man, I nearly picked Jay, but I was worried that one of you two would. So I tried to just think. Of I thought you enough. Yeah, I would have thought you would have been the first person to choose. I was going to, and I tried to avoid him and Black Thought. Those are easy go-to's. I had to switch up a couple of stuff because you two kind of. I feel like I had a combination of both what you guys said. I see. So I have switched up quite a bit. Mm. Should have gone first. For real. But yeah, Jay-Z, man, just listening to old Jay-Z, especially um, before circa. he got... B- circa. Circa 96. Is that the new word? To like... Circa. 2003. Okay, okay. Basically before Beyonce... These entered, entered right now. Yes, we definitely, we definitely are. Okay. Basically, Jay-Z circa before Beyonce came into the picture. Just that's um, Yeah, man. He was, he was on another level of that arrogant stuff, man. Um, Fully. He had a line in like one of his songs. I think it was on volume three. Ladies, I love y'all, but I love my freedom more. It's that kind of attitude that it's kind of like, ah, oh, I respect it. We know who we are. Huh? Like, I forgot he had a bar. Oh, I forgot. Never mind. But like he had an amazing bar. He's like, you know what he's about. Yeah, fully, fully, fully. About. So yeah, he's just, he had, he had a cockiness to him that was kind of like, okay, you're a bit of a dickhead, but you're cool <laughs> with it. You know like, what I'm he, saying? He knows yeah. how good he is. It's like Peter. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> wow. Why are you man sending for me arrogant. so much? He is arrogant. Arrogant? Come on, man. No, I know. It's, it's kind of like a cockiness. I, I love you for you it. Think got, you think I'm cocky? You know you're, you know, you're no, suave you with it. You're be cocky at times. How? It's like, it's like a subtle cockiness. How? We'll get to it later. We'll talk post. No, yeah, I want to get to it. We'll, 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 we'll talk post production. I need you to tell me about me, man. We'll talk post production. Post production. Post production. For real, for real. We professionals out here. Oh, yeah. Mohammed. Um. I'm not gonna lie, so I had a mix of a couple of what both of you said. There's one I refuse to take out, um, actually two. The beats picking, I did have Ross as well. Um, I feel like me and you had a conversation about Ross on the way to Who's America. You? Me and Pete, yeah, me and Yemi. Oh. On the way to America. Um, do you remember what I was talking about, Ross? No. 
Do you remember the car with me, you, and um, Oh, yeah, we were just going through, like... Going through the list of all yeah, the yeah. classics he's had and his ear for production. And like, I've said to you guys for a while, I need a Russ album, man. Yeah. I've, I've been saying that for a while, man. I'm feeling for a Russ album. Like, he's just suave with it. And then the beats he picks, he's perfect with it. Um, the lyricism, I said I would want lyricism of J Electronica. Mm. Mm. Um, I still don't... Album or no album... I feel like there's very few people that could go bar for bar with someone like Jay Electronica. Mm. Um, he must read a thousand books a day. <laughs> but like, as a lyricist, I honestly feel like it's a different level. Um, I said lyrical content. I said Mostef. Mm. Um, had Mostef in my top five before. Lyrical content, we know what Mostef is all about. Shout out to Black on both sides. Yeah, um, Great album. We know what he's all about, so that's the kind of... Do you know what I mean? Um, delivery. This might free you guys for a loop. I said delivery, I would want Scarface. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. I want delivery Scarface. I want that roughness. You know what I mean? I want Levy. I want that gritty thing. You want that gutter? Yeah, man. I want that gritty thing. Um, I had a feeling that I throw Peter for a loop. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Because I chose him too, so. Did you? You don't, you don't remember me saying that? you said Ghostface. No, that was the beats. I delivery was Scarface. Let me change it. Change what? I want to change No, one. I was going to pick either Scarface or Beanie Siegel. I legit thought you said, I promise you, I thought you said. Do you have a plan No, I'll keep it. That's you. Do you have a plan B? Um, no, you can have that. I've got plan B. You sure? Yeah. I, was... I honestly thought you said Ghostface. I never think I love. That's cool. I was going to uh, pick Beanie Siegel. Okay. Over Or Scarface. I feel like, not to kind of interrupt you, but just because they both have that same sort of authority. To yeah. No, nah, honestly, I, thought, I don't know why I thought you said Ghostface. My bad, bro. Um, you don't listen to me, bro. No, nah, do you know it was? I was doing, I'd done the list and then, I feel, yeah, I didn't listen to you at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Flow, I did say Biggie. I'm not going to lie. Mm. That one. Um, the best way that's the goat in my opinion for flow. Um, no one's better. Hmm. Um, debatable. Okay, I think it can be debatable. Well, flow here? wise, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's uh, cool. Good. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Look, man. When someone says something like best thing ever, best X or Y Z ever, it's always it's always it's debatable. always up for debate. Okay, to me, nobody's ever had a better. To me, to me, to Mohammed Joseph, no one had a better flow. From Tottenham. From Tottenham, no one had better flow than Notorious B.I.G. Okay. Um, Christopher Wallace. That's his name, right? Yeah, I feel you. That's I feel you. Go ahead. I feel you. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Um, attitude, we already know who I said for that. So Jay, right? You took it. Yep. Um, I'll be honest with you. Creativity, I left that blank. Can't figure out anyone. I'm freestanding this. Um, that's why. Right. Did you have... Um, one for Did I leave voice? one out? No, I left that out. But if I had to say someone, just for the sake of it, because I wanted to be on this list. <laughs> He's going to say it. Jermaine Lamarco. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rich. Nah, I would want the voice of Jacob. You want your ultimate MC to have the voice. Sorry, I'm not, I am not. I don't want to seem like I'm attacking. I've cracked about a nigga too. I don't want to sound like I'm attacking. Listen fam. J. Cole, voice. Jermaine Lamarco. Well, J... J- I think Jermaine Lamarco circa 2018 when he went on his. No, I say circa when he on no, his on, say, his on his feature run. No, I'll say circa for the voice. I'll say circa 2012 <laughs> to 2014. Born City and Forest Hills. Or circa. even if you want to go circa 2007, 2008. You know, Friday Night Lights. You man are dumb. Circa 09. Actually, no, no, no. I want to change voice. I really do banner aside. Give me DMX. Mm. Okay. Um, give me DMX. Um, very distinctive. Yeah. So what is your rapper like? Barking and growling yeah. on tracks No, honestly, well? yeah, man. And then if you got that with the lyrical content of Moss Def, mm. the delivery of Scarface. Does that go together though? 
in my you mind. Had the content and then the barking at the same time. Yeah, this guy was praying and barking on track. If anybody could get away with it, it's DMX. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think DMX is one of, Yeah, that's anyway, to me, honestly, the voice would be X. Just because. Mm. Question. That's be great. Do we think that any of our choices, like any of our ultimate MCs would be like, I th- would they be like underground stars? Would it be like major, major pop stars? What do you reckon? I reckon mine won't be underground. You think? But yeah, just because... Um, I think mine could be. I think mine could be a pop star. You know. I think it depends what era you're gonna uh, throw them into. This era. I think mine won't, won't be able to blow. If you got the lyrical content, if you got the lyricism of Jay Electronica, the lyrical content of my Steph, and the voice of X, where you going? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit tough, isn't it? <laughs> where you going? No, you'll be like, you'll be a, you'd have like a massive fan base in like, like the college community, like J Cole. You, you'd have that on lock, and you have us, and you have us, and you have us. You have the heads on lock, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I think mine could be could could have both. I reckon yours could, and I reckon yours could. You reckon? Yeah, with the creativity of Andre three thousand and all that, I think mm. potentially you could. Potentially, just that creativity. I think yours might be like a nice middle, like you can appeal to both, but you're not necessarily breaking pop. Yeah. And you're well known underground, like you're kind of in the middle. Right. I feel like mine could potentially be like a break breakout. Because yeah, because Kendrick has got Kendrick went top with like great content. So. Yeah, but that's like. I reckon yours could definite. And yours would be. I'm not sure. That's what I say in between. Mm. The creativity of Andre Fraser plays such a major factor to be saying that, by the way. I think out of all three of us, I'd go for Yemi. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. My one is barely selling like the old two fun. That's an in joke. 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 <laughs> I think I kind of just revealed the in-joke. You did just reveal the in-joke. Well, since you have... But I don't know if they heard it. Boy. They have. It's an in-joke. They did hear but it. shout out to that person. And uh, we didn't mean to offend. Well, Mo didn't need to offend. <sighs> I can't win on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't mean nothing. I swear on everything I love, I didn't mean shit. Man. I know. I we know. know. We know because we know you. But a lot of people that listen to it... Like, I actually don't. I'm, my mind's gone black. Like I don't even know who I was meant to have part at this point. I swear on everything I love. AJ Tracy. Why? You said something to the effect of my rapper, this, my he's rapper. not selling out X, Y, Z. Come on, man. Which is a no, fact. No, we get, we get the example. I but a, sh- lot, a lot of people I, but that I, I know listen I, to it. Yeah. They felt like. But what I just said shamed. now, what I just said now, I promise you he wasn't even on my mind. Yeah, just now. Yeah, but you know. But who was I meant to pardon now? Him too. No, nah, it was an in-joke, innit? He was make, Yemi was making light of the fact that you said something similar about my man. I'm with you, man. Yeah, thank I'm with, you. I'm with Mo on this one, man. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, you two were saying that you don't understand. By the way, yeah, if people feel like people I are sensitive. Send a shot to AJ Tracy. It's not that deep, man. People are sensitive. Like, oh, sorry, bro. It's not that deep. We're fans of AJ Tracy. It's not I'm that deep. I'm just saying I could understand why it could come across that way. I feel you, but then everyone needs to. I don't want to say. Man. But it wasn't intense. Nah. So it's fine. I mean, it even if it is. was, it was a. It wasn't. But even if it was, don't I, overthink it, Mo. It's fine. Even if it was, where do we go from here? O2. We put the podcast out, right? Yeah. It's in the air. It is. It's, 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 it's in the internet. Then let's it's never go gone on. down. Let's rock on. Shout out to AJ Tracy, though. Fuck with you. You said rock on again. Yeah. Shout out to AJ Tracy, though. Fuck with him. Album wasn't. So you could have mm. just stopped there. No, he's like, no. When he raps, he could rap. Like, he could really rap. But, like, he's got too many songs on his album where he's not rapping. You know why, though? Label? No, not even. He's just. Appealing to a different audience. Yeah, facts, facts. He's appealing to a different audience. That's the only reason why the album. We're not going to get Grime, AJ, Tracy as much anymore. Which is jarring. I mean, it's what it is. 
as he gets older, he's moving on to different audiences and Facts. realizing that he wants to be more of a pop star. Like he even says, "Don't call me a grime artist." Did he say that? He said that on an interview. Like, hey, what one album from? All right then. Who do you think built the best rapper? Um, uh, me by far. No. no. Um, <laughs> and and you say you're not cocky. Anyway, um, <laughs> is what it is. But a great topic, and we shall move on to the next one. Um, and this has been one that. I can't lie, I can't. I, ha, I have been waiting. I couldn't wait to start talking about this one. The culture vulture. This is the one, yeah, I think I had to be waiting for for five weeks. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for a while. I don't know why. It's just, it's just it's just such a fascinating topic because for the last, especially for the last like maybe three, five, six, seven years, the idea or the phenomenon of the culture vulture has been like amplified even more so, especially in the hip hop world. So I guess we kind of just want to dissect what a culture vulture is and their impact on hip hop generally. So I guess the first thing to do is to define it. What I'm, you... I'm going to look to you two to like educate me on this because I'm not sure I'm that aware of what a culture vulture is. Mo, what do you think a culture vulture is? I was going to let you go. Right, no, 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 the reason why I was going to let you go is because you're kind of in the industry. The industry. So like, no, not even kind of, you no. are in the industry. So like you could have not first that's your, time, that, but that, like that's you your one know. that's your one mention per podcast that I'm industry. Oh, you're the you're, you're industry cat fam. Shout out to OVO Yemi, but like OVO Yems. I think you'll be a good person to kind of talk to what you believe a culture vulture is. It similar like to because you were looking forward to this as well. I feel like you should rock on. Fair is enough. it similar to a cultural appropriator? I don't feel like that. I feel like culture vulture makes money off it. A culture appropriator. A culture appropriator can. I think culture appropriation. Oh, you're right. You're right. Buddy. Is like. Let's say culture vulture is at the top of the le- uh, top of the table, and culture appropriation is kind of like in the middle. Like you're appropriating of a culture, but that's kind of like only so far. Yeah, it only it only goes so far. But also, like cultural appropriation just happens every day. Like yeah. Kim Kardashian can be accused of getting braids and being a cultural appropriator. Like it's just it's taking from it's taking maybe some kind of inspiration or outright doing something that represents another culture and being called out on it, essentially. A culture vulture, to me, is someone who enters a culture that they're not part of, profits off it, and it bounces. And then some of them might even go on to criticize the same culture that they're profiting off of. That's a culture vulture to me. And over the last few years, we've seen those a lot. So obviously there's Miley Cyrus. She was vulturing like a mofo Mm. uh, back in, like, what, like 2012, 2013? Circa 2012, 2013. Maybe that'll be the title of the podcast. (laughs) 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 But yeah, there was her. Um, She was hopping on songs with Mike Will Made It. She was doing, she was rapping about, uh, rapping. She was singing about um, taking Molly because obviously Molly was a big thing back then. And then when she was done with it, she basically criticized Rap. rap and the glorification of stuff like that, which she did. And then she went on to do her, she went back to do her country stuff. And now she just kind of, dips in and out whenever she pleases. So that to me is the absolute prototype of a culture vulture. Someone who just sees a wave, jumps on jumps on it, gets what they want from it, goes back to their world, never to even interact with that culture again. And it's been argued that Drake is one as well with regards to the UK. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Why do you disagree? Because... Um, you said a culture vulture, in your opinion, is someone that dips in, dips out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Drake's been 
listen to UK music. I remember Drake was on SPTV in 09 when he had that blue denim tough one and he was talking about Sneakball. I remember that as well. He was well. talking about Sneakball in 09. That was when Drake was not as popping as he is now. He could walk on Hyde Park because I remember he was walking in Hyde Park with someone talking about UK music. Well, sorry to cut you off. To give it some context, obviously Drake had done his um, tour of London. He was in the, oh, he yeah, was in the sorry, 02 yeah. to the 03 uh, for... What was it two weeks? Two weeks. Um, like like yeah, and then I think in the midst of that, Wiley called him, a, called him a culture vulture. To which Jake responded on BBC Radio One. Shout out to Tiffany Calver. Shout out to Tiffany. Um, and basically said, "I don't know why, what my, I don't know what what I don't know why having an interest and promoting UK artists is me being seen as a culture vulture." So basically, just being like. I'm not a culture vulture. I actually help people. He's not. Yeah, but he has. If he's been literally been rocking with UK music from, I don't know why I keep saying this word now, Peter, bro. If he's been listening to, you, if he's been listening to UK music since 08, been showing love 08, 09, 2010, 2011, that made 11 years later, 12 years later. Surely that at what point did we say, yo, maybe he just fucks with us? Because Canada and UK is not that different. Right. It's not hard to imagine someone from Canada fucking with UK music. We speak the same slang. We've got the same influences. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're very similar people. It's not like America, UK. Oh, we're practically, I've got family in UK. Yo, we speak the same. Mm. We have the same slang, literally. Yeah, I mean, the Jamaican so, yeah, population the over yeah. there is, is there. That's well. my point. So why is it so hard to believe? Like, Just because the only reason why people are looking at him sideways is because he's the biggest artist in the world. I don't, I don't think it's that. I think if you look at Drake over the course of his career, he, it's not only UK music he's done it. Oh, no, he's very good at hopping on. Yeah, so that's why they call him a culture vulture because you, you take from these different genres of music and then you dip. That's but why. But he does a dip with UK. Yeah, yeah, but in relation it's not to just the UK. the UK. No, but I'm saying UK wise is your culture because we're to where is he be a culture vulture to us, right? I mean, what is he actually giving to the scene? He's given us. He gave us the Jay Huss moment. He gave us um, kissing my teeth with gigs. He gave Dave his biggest song. But he only hopped. Eh, he hopped on a remix. But like, then that song was not as big as it was. It's when he hopped on a remix. That song blew when he hopped on the remix. Of course, it, it, it's, it's always it's strange. Yeah, but that's my point. So it's like, let's not act like he's like he's giving back as well. Mm. Like, so you feel like him is that giving back though, or is that him? What does he What does he benefit out of drop, hop, hopping on no words? This is Drake credit, like this, credibility. What is this is Drake we're talking about? Yeah, but he's always wanted credibility. He's always wanted credibility because he's been seen as the soft guy. He's been seen as the. The bitch. And you think him dropping on a Dave track it makes it different? No, it's part of his mission just to gain wider credibility across the world. Him hopping on a bad bunny tune and singing fluent Spanish. No, I, I feel you. I feel like there's certain parts of Drake that are, I'm sorry, the UK scene only at this point. Do you know what I mean? I do think there's a... I've, I'm not going to call him a culture vulture as it relates to the UK. I don't think he's necessarily a culture vulture. I think he's the biggest beg I've ever seen. That's different. That's a different conversation. I think it's, it's a different conversation, but if we're talking about Drake and the UK... We have to have this conversation. I, I might be the only person here that feels like this. I honestly feel like maybe I'm being so naive. I just feel like Drake's just fucks with our music. That might be me being naive, and I can admit that. That is not in doubt. We know he fucks with but the I feel music. Like that's the way it is, it's that's just what. the way that he does it. It doesn't sit well with people because even though he's been shouting out Sneakbow circa 0809, <laughs> like it's the way he moves. It's like it's him being recorded at a low ski show doing the most. I know he may mess with the music, but if you put together his history, it's kind of hard to not look at him sideways. Yeah, but him being recorded there, can he help that? He could definitely say, turn off. 
in a big concert bro. Who's, do we know who recorded him? I don't know. Fans. There you go. He's on a. Sh he's at a show. I think it was at a balcony or something, and he's listening to lots. He's watching lots. I think he before. wanted it to be. I think he wanted it to be recorded. That's just me. But yeah, there you go. What do you want? Where do you want him to watch the show? I'm not saying he can't watch the show. I'm saying the way he moves and the way he's. You feel like he wants that. Yes. He wants that credibility. He wants that. He wants that. He wants that credit for taking the UK scene to another level, which I don't think he has. I don't think he has. I just feel like I don't. Maybe I'm. I honestly might be just ignorant here. I don't even feel like he wants that credit so much. I feel like if, if he came into the scene at 2015, I'll feel you. I'll be like, you might not. You might not right. Can I ask a question? If the gatekeepers of said genre of music fuck with the artist that's being called a culture vulture. Are they still a culture vulture? And the reason why I ask is because the, the prominent artists from our scene fuck with Drake. They kind of are giving them a pass yeah, as far it. as being able to like, you know, move in our scene, move around London, collaborate with whomever. Can he still be considered a culture vulture if them man don't consider him a culture yes, vulture? Yes, yeah, you definitely can still be. 100%. You still okay. can. Because I mean, murder, murder Mook messes with Yes Jules and Yes Jules is 100% a culture vulture. I was going to say, how many okay. people has Leo Cohen signed? Leo Cohen to me is a culture vulture. Do you know what I mean? How many people has he fucked with? Okay. Do you know what I mean? You can still be a culture vulture if people in the industry or like us lot still fuck with you. Just, they might be blind. It's a good look. It's but, a good look for the artist as well. But do I feel like... Is it a good look for Drake though? Yes. Oh, Why? come on, big time. How? Drake gets a good... Don't because get me wrong. Not as massive. Sorry, got rock on. You got to think about how the UK public looks at Drake now. Like, shout out to, um, to JP at Complex. He wrote an article saying we can no longer call Drake... We can never. We we can no longer like. He basically argued that we can no longer put question Drake's. Um, I suppose loyalty to the UK because he's constantly supported it. You know what I mean? So, but you can still be. You can still be seen. You can still be a culture vulture. I'm not saying. Well, even if he supports our scene, you can still be a culture vulture if you support. How? Because if you're if you're supporting it, but you're not actively doing much to support it, other than. So then, how are you supporting it? If you're if you're collaborating with, I'm playing devil's advocate because I don't actually know if I've got an answer for this, but if he's collaborating with, you know, the artists here, if he's turning up at like a low ski concert, you don't think that's bringing more light to like the artists that he's doing this with? You of don't think it helps the scene? More attention, more light? Of course. So then if he's doing that and that's a positive thing, why would someone deem him as a culture watch for doing those things? Because what is he gaining out of it? If he's not gaining anything at all, because he's not. I think really? he is. What do you feel like Drake gains out of it? Yeah, me. Credibility. Trey? I keep saying it. It's credibility. I don't think you, so, you, so you think him being at Lowski show is giving him credibility? Yes. Because you got to think about, especially when, I remember when, um, before, before when Top Boy was, it was rumored to be coming back and he started talking all, he started talking road talk, Drake. And that was when, that was at, that was at a height of people thinking that Drake was the best. Yeah, that's corny. That's, that that's stuff corny. is corny. I think he does these things. He's he's very tactical. Like he's a he's a smart guy. He does these things for a reason. But being corny and being a bag doesn't does make you a culture. That's, that's what I'm saying. But, but we're think, not saying he is. Yeah, but we that's all agree like, here he's yep. not. Huh? We all agree here he's not a culture vulture. But for devil's advocate, I don't know if he is. Do you feel? Where do you stand on this? It's tough. I feel like with UK music is, is I look at him differently with UK music than I do when he's like hopping into like, you know, the the more um, the controllers when he like, song like a controller. I can see why people may consider him to be a culture vulture when he does things like that than when he's messing with UK music because when he's doing songs like that, he just does the songs, has a hit, and then does nothing more with that genre of music. 
he just skedaddles onto whatever yeah, else he yeah, wants no, to I do. Agree. But like with UK though, I feel like he's about, he's present. That's my only thing. He's being quite helpful. Consistent. Whether he's a beg or not, he's still being helpful. Of course he's being Going helpful. to a Lowski show is helpful for Lowski. Of course. But what I'm saying is he knows what he's doing and there is a benefit to him to do it because he wants to be seen as this guy who is not saving the scene, but is basically make, giving the scene more light. But if we're getting down to like the technical term of what being a vulture is, to be a vulture, you're picking at something, right? And you're taking away. I don't know what he's picking at in the UK and taking away though. Hits. What hits? KMT. No way. That would be fair for you to say if he didn't have many other hits. What, generally? Yeah. But and I don't know if KMT was like a no, no, massive no, no. hit. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. It, it is a hit. What, well, KMT? Yo, yo, KMT's different. What, here? Yo, yo, KMT. Yeah, obviously, but Wait. not, I don't know if overseas, KMT's Supposedly like, grew on them. Going crazy. Supposedly really I don't necessarily think that matters because- I think it matters. Where's by the UK? I don't necessarily think it matters because it's such a, it's, it was such a big moment for the UK, which again is part of, I'm not saying it's, he's got a plan, but it's part of this, it's part of the story of the relationship between Drake and the UK. He's managed to give, give us a beat, a song that blew up. And that's, other than that, and like collab with Georgia Smith and being at a Lowski show or, you know, shouting out whoever, there's no, there's nothing else there really, other than just pure love. And I believe that he properly has love for the scene. I get that. But the way he moves sometimes in regards to the scene kind of rubs me up the wrong way. Cause it's like, you're doing too much. So what would he need to do to not be considered a vulture? Maybe carry on what he's doing. Maybe keep on going. Okay. So you need. I, like I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a straight answer to it. I think if he's really about supporting the scene, then he just continues what he's doing. I think at this point now he's proved that. Well, to some people, but to other yeah, people, yeah. I'm trying to how understand. How many years do you have? To, how many years do you have to back UK music for him to prove that yo he's a fan? Because everyone else is looking at everything else outside of the UK. But I'm just saying how I feel what you're saying. I'm just like you. Like, how long do you need someone to be like, right, yo, he fucks with us? Does it have to be 20 years, 10 years, 15? Do you know what I mean? Is there a cutoff point? And I, I think also with being a vulture, if he was like taking Giggs's flow or whoever, whomever's flow of the prominent artists in the UK and using them on his albums and then not citing, you know, where he was influenced as far as that flow, then I would understand why people are calling him a, a culture vulture. But he's not doing that. He's not taking like, the low skis flows or whomever's flows and using them on his music and then like profiting off it. He's not doing that. He's not like allowing the influence of being soaked in the influence of the UK to affect him musically. So I don't, I'm trying to understand why people see him as a vulture. I think more so people think he's a beg and they're trying, I think they're mixing that with being a vulture. I think that's it as well. I agree with you. I think people have their definitions of what a culture vulture is and they might be interchangeable between an actual vulture and, and being a beg. A beg. Yeah. I think Wiley thinks he's a beg, but he called him a culture vulture. Maybe because, maybe to hurt him a little bit more or maybe that's just what he sees. And Wiley, who is someone who has bred and been able to facilitate so many rappers that we love to come through. Like his authority has a bit of, um, what can I say? Credibility. Yeah. Yeah, you listen when Wiley talks. Wiley's yeah. allowed to. Wiley has got enough leverage to say what he needs. Like yeah. we, we listen to what he says. So it's if not, he calls someone a culture vulture, then, you know. It's perk up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But who would you class as an... Take UK out of it. 
who would you guys class as an actual coach? Like, who do you look at and see that's a culture vulture? Besides Manny Cyrus. Yes, Jules. Yes, Jules. I don't know what she does, but she penetrates. I'll tell you what she does. What she do? Because you just used the right word straight after. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, great. but how did she get? But how did she? I, I, I that was great. I don't know how. Um, but I don't know how she got there. I don't I'll know tell how, you how she got there. Oh, <laughs> you used that word. <laughs> no, penetrate. I look, I don't no. know how. Look, okay, no. fine, fine. But she, I don't know what she does. I think she's like a DJ. I think she does like she does events. She might do A and R. Might be wrong. I don't know what she does. But anyway, she has been a fixture in. The, the scene and the, the culture. You know what the problem is? It's our fault. Us black people. Well, to, well, we well, don't to, have any... Like, look at Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus's, Yes, Jules's. Even Bad... What's that? Bad girl? Baby. Bad Baby. We're the ones that are hopping our songs with her. DMX is doing a video with her. Little Yachty's got a song with her. Yes, Jules. Murder Moose laughing while she's cussing black women. DMX did a video with who? Yeah, and he's in her video. Bad. Whose video? Bad Baby. Oh. But DMX just come out of jail, fam. He didn't know what he was doing, fam. Forgive me. Well, to give it wider context, she put out a freestyle basically dissing black black women. Was it black women? Who? What, Bad Baby? No, yes, she was. Oh. Yeah, and then murder, she's cussing black women and Murder Mook sitting right there laughing. Like, it's on us. I feel like we might not have... Gatekeepers. Gatekeepers. But even if we did, like, say, for example, Jay-Z's our gatekeeper. And Jay-Z today says, yo, we all need to stop fucking with Miley Cyrus. Do you think Miley Cyrus' fans are going to give a fuck? No, because they, they probably don't even like rap. We didn't like it. We didn't like what Miley Cyrus was doing. But my point is, when she dipped into it, I don't think rap fans took it seriously. It's just she knew that was hot and the younger fans would love that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And I feel like um, they were, there was a prominent producer who was behind Michael her. made it. Yeah, exactly. So that didn't help either. Michael made it push the fuck out. Michael made it made her have some kind of credibility. Maybe not to us, but to like younger rap fans. Like this is, this is someone who hangs with rappers. She's cool with rappers. She makes songs with rappers. She must be dope. Or she must be like credible, and it might be the same with Yes Jules. Like she's been, she's out and about with rappers. She's got relationships with rappers. Apparently, Joe Budden tried to press. He denies it. I believe Joe Budden. Well, there you go. So, you like, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I had a question though. Go ahead. Um, do you guys feel like there's a UK culture vulture, like a Charlie Sloth or something <laughs> out there? Am I the only one that views him as a culture vulture? Well, you think anyone who's white? No, no, I don't, because I don't feel like Tim West was a culture vulture. Okay, you feel like most people who are white and are in the scene or the culture are... That don't act like they're guests or don't acknowledge the fact they're a guest. How like, many... that's Yes Jules' problem. She doesn't know that you, you're allowed to speak, to, but only so far. But how do many you know people I mean? do? But how many people do acknowledge their guests? That's my point. Like, Leo Cohen in his Breakfast Club interview honestly acted like we owed him a favour. That's how I got that interview. That so came what, you think, you think he's a culture? Yes, I, that he, without a doubt. I don't think he is. I, feel like I he think is. he's a businessman. So can you? So if you're a culture vulture, but you're a businessman, does that take you out of the fact that you're a culture vulture? Um, I think if you're if you've got the hat of a businessman on, it's not really about um, you can still all all you're looking to get from any sort of um, situation money. is is financial gain. I, I don't. That's the definition. In some ways, you've got to be a vulture to be a business. That's my point. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's a businessman. He's savvy. He's rich. He must be some smart. That doesn't negate from the fact that you're still a culture vulture. If you're making money off our backs, you could still be. Leo Cohen was a definition of it. Was that, yo. I think what didn't help him was saying that he would still sign someone who had drug problems because... Yeah, at the end of the day, it's his gain. Yeah. Or that he told a rapper to stop rapping about. I forgot. I think it was a drug that was affecting the white man. But he's like, yo, so what about popping um, syrup or something like that? He's like, yo, I got me my money at the end of the day. I'm not going to tell him to stop. 
So in that respect, yeah, I can see both sides. Uh, to me, he is one. And I fuck with Damien Dash. Because he's, 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 he's just gone, he's just gone, but he's just gone with what's selling it now. And that's yeah. like all that drug talk. But also like, on the flip side, you're ruining, well, you're ruining whatever description that anyone might have of hip hop or of rap because you're trying to chase something that is commercial and something that isn't substantial or something that isn't like, content-wise, not great. But or like even like life-wise, like that's a man, you're profiting off someone who has actual problems and you're not yeah. trying to help him. Facts. That's my only point. But, so do you guys feel like, say, a sloth is a, Coach Roger, do you feel like he's a beg? I think he's a beg. Because I feel like I might have used the wrong words. Because he's got a platform and he's still allowing um, That's cause he benefits these, these up-and-coming rappers to, you know, jump on his show. That's because he benefits. He saw what Westwood done. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. It's a great platform. That's what I'm saying. I, right. That's why I don't think he... Oh, okay. Yeah, I might have used the wrong words. He might just be a beg. No, right, that's not might be. He is a beg. But again, it goes back... He it, does not talk like that at home. But it goes down to how he moves. Like, being a beg is very much determined by your perception. And perceptive, when it comes to perception and, and Charlie Sloth, he does a lot. He does so much. Like he, does, he moves around. He makes all kinds of noises, blah, blah, blah. So I can see why people might think he's a beg. And that's the same thing I'm thinking with Drake. Even though, obviously, no one... what He, he obviously didn't tell that person at the Loki show to record him, but... You feel like he knew that the fact the cameras were going to be on him? Bam, the, the lights were flashing. I feel you. The lights were flashing. He knew you. he was being recorded. I feel you. I feel you. So there's that as well. It's, it's just the way you Yeah, but because sometimes it's yeah, no, I feel what you're saying. Because I never used to look at Dappy and think, yo. No, you didn't, you did even, you? Nah. nah. <laughs> the only time he pissed me off is when he said nigger fam, and then I say, like, oh, you know, But to be fair, we don't really think know. of we don't really think of non-black people like that until we're older. Like I'm pretty sure we none of us thought about Eminem being a culture vulture or a guest no. growing up. Now, with hindsight. But we still feel like Eminem's calm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't look at Eminem, I feel like what the fuck are you doing here? But he's acknowledged he's a guest though. So has a few people that are white. It's just the ones that kind of, I feel like they've got a right to disrespect or have the same level of respect as someone like a fucking, yeah, that's putting the work in. Like, relax. Man. Someone like a Yes Jules feels like she's hip hop owes her something. That's my only, and that's how And then Leo, she's being backed by people in hip hop. That's my point. And that's how Leo Cohen felt in his interview. Like, yo, we owe him something. Yes Jules feels like, yo, you look, I'm trying to help you guys out. You guys should be thanking me. Like the whole white savior thing. Like, I might be looking too deep into it, I promise you. But I just feel like that's how it comes across. Think deeply. Like, man. you guys, I'm trying to help you guys out. You might not need to be thanking me. Like, we don't need you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? At all. Like, whether it's Yes Jules, Leo Cohen, or fucking Jimmy Iovine. I don't want to, I don't know why I just wanted to add his name into the list. The one thing I will say about Leo Cohen, G Jimmy Iovine, they've actually contributed to the culture. I would never disrespect Jimmy Iovine. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I won't. Even Leo Cohen, but it's just, I feel like he's, so after that interview, come on, man. I but that's where it gets a bit murky because you're contributing to a culture that you're obviously profiting off of. You say some outlandish things about the culture that you're profiting off of, but you're also making better. But exactly. My thing is, if you're a guest, you know who I feel like is prominent, not a rapper? Like, say you're Peter Rosenberg. He goes about it the perfect cool, yes. way. He knows, for that, he knows exactly where he belongs. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. He knows exactly. Like, look at Peter Rosenberg's a radio personality. Charlie Soft's a radio personality. I guarantee they kind of were raised in the same establishment. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Nice household. Didn't really went about it right, correct way. <laughs> Peter Rosenberg is Jewish. No, but they spoke. I'm pretty sure Charlie Soft is spoke a certain way. Like, do you know what I mean? But they look how Charlie Soft acts, and they look how Peter Rosenberg acts. 
Pete, Rock, Pete Rosenberg has been doing it for a lot longer though. But then I respect him because he doesn't go, he doesn't act up a certain way. Charlie Stoff is honestly acting a way where we're meant to look at him. I feel like, yeah. Like he thinks I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he does. I, I think, feel I like think... he views us as that. He looks at us and feels like we all look at him and think, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, there's probably a bit of that. You really think he talks like that at home? <laughs> no way. You really think he spoke like that growing up? No way. Supposedly, this guy was raised in a fucking... I remember Daily Mail done a thing on him where they exposed him, kind of. He was raised in, like, a proper posh area that was a businessman or something like that. Mm. I feel you. So, basically, you think that Peter Rosenberg is, like, an example to follow? I personally feel like that. Okay. I might that's be wrong here, but I feel like... I don't know if he's ever done anything that's mm. too flagrant, but I feel like he just goes about it the right way. He puts people on. He's got, he's got a great ear with you, like you or not. Like, to me, Peter Rosenberg's got a great ear. I remember, I think he had Joey Badass, like... Way back. Eight, years before he was big. Yeah. He's got an ear for it. He's got... He had a Flashbot Zombies early. Shout out Flashbot Flatbush. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? But that's my only... I might be wrong here, but that's kind of what I gauge. But I feel like it's a fine line between a culture vulture and a beg, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure how much of a fine line it is because culture vultures are just like so on one end of the spectrum and they do things so loud and do things so like big. You notice when they do something with the culture and then when they're out of it. A beg, they can go about their, their day, they go about their lives doing what they're doing while still having this reputation, but it's not really hurting anybody. Not to say that a culture vulture is hurting anybody, if not like maybe damaging the credibility of the culture for a bit, but... I don't know if there's a fine line, but I feel, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I feel like we get our rights crossed between the beg and the culture vulture. 100%. Maybe. Mm. What do you think, Pete? I agree. Um, I think, in, you know, in the case of Drake, I think he's more of a, I think he's more beg than he is a vulture. Um, he, he's helping the scene. Um, and I, I don't feel like he's trying to take anything from it. Um, I don't know. You, I know you say about him getting credibility, but... How much more credibility can he possibly try and get? Like, you know I mean? we're, we're, we're never going to look at Drake in a particular way. We're never going to look at him as like you know, this this you know person that has loads of like street credibility in that. It depends on who you are, though. Not us in this room, but you got to think about the younger generation. Nobody, bro. I haven't spoken to anybody. Even when I spoke to you, got to think about the younger generation, especially the, pe the 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 younger generation are only seeing certain things that like maybe they weren't around for. The beginning of circa 08 when the sneak ball was a thing, you know what I'm saying? Circa 08. They're seeing the Lowski stuff, they're seeing the Jay Huss stuff. To them, they're probably thinking, oh yeah, Drake is amazing. So right. it does, I think it does depend on the generation and when you, what you choose to look at and what you don't. But basically. I think he's more so doing it for us. Like if, if he is seeking that, um, that credibility, I think he's more so trying to gain it from, from us, not, not the youngsters. Because we're at an age where, you know, we, we, we have our, our senses together and, you know, we, I think he would make music for, um, and, and try and gain approval for, um, like, our age groups. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I know you lot, I've mentioned, like, the young people and, you know, catering to them to a certain extent, but I don't think he is. I think it's more so us. I think he wants that, if he does want any sort of credibility and respect, I think it's going to be from us upwards. I feel you. I agree with you. I just think he's trying to appeal to anyone who will listen. Pretty much. Mm. So whether that's us or younger, strictly boys, strictly girls, strictly adults, I think whoever is taking in the message will take in the message. I feel you. I feel you. So we can all agree that 
Drake is not a culture vulture, but he's a bag. I don't think he's a bag either. Nah, he's a bag. He's definitely a bag. Uh, yeah, he's a right, cool. <laughs> Majority rules. You don't. You don't. You don't want that. <laughs> no, Majority I mean, rules. if it's your opinion, it's your I, opinion. I, don't, it's I just weird. don't like the way I he feel moves. like. I feel like he does a. It's hard to explain, man. I feel like yo, hey, you know what? Do what you want, Drake. Bro. You can still have a love for yeah, a, but a I feel scene, like he's got a love for us. But, but you then can still. I think he like beg, yeah, he done, he's a beggar as well. He's a beggar as well. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I feel like he genuinely, genuinely does fuck with us. Yeah, UK yeah. scene. I don't think he's a vulture. Yeah, I don't. I think he genuinely nah. fucks with the UK scene. He does. Um, he, he does. Cool. And shout out to him for it because he's obviously Drake, placing a lot of eyes on a scene that's still growing. And right. I fuck with him for that, bro, because he's the biggest artist in the world. Like there are now there are now Canadians and Americans who know who Lowski is, who know who that's Georgia it, Smith that's, is, that, who know the, who Jay Huss is. That's my only point. Like it's these yeah. men make their money. I don't I don't disagree with the the end, but I might disagree with the means. Fair enough, I feel you. Mm. And on that note, thank you for tuning in once again to another episode. Just quickly, shout out to Stormzy. I'm looking forward to his new album. Ah uh, yes, shout out to Stormzy. He dropped a new song, Vossy Bop. Vossy Bop. It's it's a bop. Um, it's all right. I like it. It's all right. It's gonna grow on me as well. Um, but I'm going murky first, so I'm really gassed for the album now. Oh yeah, that's gonna go off. It, I can't first. wait for that's gonna go off. The amount of cultural appropriation that's gonna happen in Murky Fest, mm. but I can't wait for the thing album. Hundred percent. And also shout out to SL as well. SL shout is a SL. young London rapper. He, he dropped the EP called Everything Good Is Bad. Recently, and then, what's that group? I did, um, and it's a good listen. Um, he's very much a young kid on the rise. And Drake shouted him out too on uh, Tiffany Harvest Show. So shout out to Drake. I listened to him literally on the way home now. Safe. Shout out Schoolboy Q recently released. An oh album yeah, well. shout. Out. Oh, he did. I've heard a bit of yeah about it. Really? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. But we'll don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, I've heard, I mean, that's don't all I've heard. Yeah. I like listening with a clear mind. All right, first, so I, um, I apologize. Shout out Ezra Collective as well. They just dropped um, an they, album, so looking not, forward to checking rap. that out. Shout out to what? Shout out to YG as well. Not rap. Shout out to YG as well. Um, <laughs> no, I'm bad. Like, I feel you. Young. Shout out to YG. He's got a song called uh, "Fart Snitching," but you guys need to watch the video. I saw the thumbnail. Is he being hung? Yeah. So basically, it's about it's about um, from what I gathered, it's about slavery and then. He was gonna revolt, and then there was someone that snitched on him to the massa, um, which is a true story in North Carolina. Mm. So, it's a dope, dope, dope um, visual, and it's a dope song. All right. So shout, shout out to Nipsey Hussle, and he let out thirty three balloons for. I said shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Shout out to YG. Shout out to YG. Flying low. Fly low as well. He's dropped a couple that, songs. I think the album's out. I don't think the album's out, bro. You sure? I've, he's dropped a couple songs, but I don't think the album's out. I could be wrong. Okay, well, yeah. Shout out to him. I mean, look, music, as we get towards summer, the big hitters are coming. So let's look forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Safe. Well, on that note, we will see you soon. Thank God, we thank God. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.